Hey everyone, thanks for joining our podcast today. It is time to speak about loyalty. I just had to do that intro like 50 times in a row because I could not stop saying the word today. Today. <laughs> Why do we do that? It's like, I will not say the word today in the rest of this conversation, but Again. if I'm going to go do an intro for this podcast, it will, it will start off with me saying today 50 times. Mm -hmm. It was like, I, literally it, I opened it up, said, Hey, thanks for joining us today on this podcast. Today, we're going to speak about loyalty today. today. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to start this podcast today. And I hit the intro. Hope you're listening today. Yes. And it's not even for them. It's not even today. That's right. Because it's going to take me, I have to edit all this and we have to post it. This is like two weeks from now. Today is two weeks ago by the time they listen to well, this. Well, you know, I mean, it just, tomorrow doesn't exist because when it gets here, it's always today. So whatever day they actually listen to it won't be today, but it'll be today. Because today's today is yesterday's tomorrow and tomorrow's yesterday and next week's last week and last week's next week. Yes. See, exactly. I can do that without messing up, but I can't say hi. Thanks for joining our podcast today. That's what's bad. Well, you know, the, the good thing about it is you didn't give up. I didn't give up. I Not stayed loyal today. to it. Not I today. I stayed. Yeah, I didn't give it up today. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for joining us today. Do you like that? Yes. This is the day that the Lord has made today. And I will rejoice today and be glad in it today. Yeah, people just turned us off because yeah, they don't want to hear I honestly all this. would turn it off, too. If you're still here, you're a saint. Thank Nonsense. You. Thank you for staying today. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalty. Loyalty is such an important thing um, for all of our lives as, as men, as women, as in our families, in our churches, uh, in our ministries. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you wouldn't mind, just speak to loyalty and, and why it's so important in our lives and how we get to a place to where we live loyal. Today. Well, that's a lot of stuff to do in just one day, <laughs> um, but I'll do the best I can. So the thing about why is loyalty a dying virtue, I think it's because we live in a world where so much is shifting so fast and so quickly, um, and we're constantly being challenged to move from one thing to another, from the old to the new to the latest and the greatest. And not only that, but the competitive spirit in our world has really sort of overtaken our better judgment and, and our sense of stability that comes through being loyal to something. You know, we, people have the mindset today that if marriage isn't working out, we can just end it and start over. Um, but if you never learn to be faithful and loyal in one relationship, chances are if you didn't learn from that failure, then you're going to repeat it over and over again. It's why second marriages fail faster than first marriages, because people don't learn how to resolve conflict in the first relationship um, that they soon find themselves in a conflict they can't resolve in the second. And um, 
if they would have just been loyal to that first relationship, in most cases, I realize there are exceptions to what I'm saying, but if they would have just stayed with it, then they could have perhaps worked through those things. Um, but but the, the spirit of competition and then the reward for um, jumping ship or moving over to uh, a different workplace, for example, you know, will they pay more over there and the benefits are, are more and, and, um, you know, or that church has this program going on that, that my church doesn't have. And, um, you know, instead of just staying with something until it becomes what you desire, so many people just, just get in the wind and they just set their sails and they go without really any regard to the past and right. uh, what they were a part of and how much had been invested in them from that particular relationship. Right. I think loyalty is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. And so the benefits for loyalty are so far exceeding mm-hmm. what our short-term you know, shifts, plans, plan changes. You know, we jump ship here. There are short term in our in our minds. There's short term benefits, mm-hmm. but loyalty is a long game. Right. I think you have to have a um, a goal in mind. You, you know what what is what is going to be the outcome of of my journey here and my staying with this particular um, relationship, church, friendship, whatever. Um, what am I? What am I working toward? And what am I expecting to get out of out of a long term relationship here? I, I think that you know, at the core, when we're really loyal to something, we're looking at the fulfillment, and that it that many years will bring us. At the end of the day, we can look back. And we can say, I stayed with that person or with that career or with that church or with that pastor uh, through thick and thin. I didn't abandon it when the going got tough. I stayed with it. And now you're in a place where you reap the benefit without any regrets. Or you maybe it doesn't ever really come to the fruition and fulfillment of what you thought it might be. But you can stand there and look back and say, I gave it everything I have, and I have no regrets about what I invested into it. Um, you know, so how do you keep that loyalty motivated to stay loyal? And I think that's just it. It's looking at the the long run. What am I trying to achieve here? And And then celebrating the moments when, you're getting closer to the goal. Um, you know, for example, uh, Jesus said that no man getting ready to build a house sits down and doesn't count the cost because many people commit in the excitement and the enthusiasm of breaking ground, but they, they tire in the building process and then they don't really prepare themselves, what he was talking about from a financial standpoint, to finish. And people look at it and say, well, he began, but he didn't finish. 
And I think that when we're talking about being loyal to something for the long run, the way to keep motivated is to see the progress, whether it's in small increments or large uh, measures, and being encouraged by what progress you do see. Nothing worthwhile is ever built in a few hours. It, it takes time, and it requires a certain amount of loyalty uh, to get it done. You look at um, great companies. They, they started out in somebody's garage. Somebody had an idea. They had a dream. They had a goal, and then they committed to it, and they stayed with it. And there were some people who couldn't see the long run, so they just bailed. Mm-hmm. And the people who stayed loyal to that cause are the ones that are, you know, reaping the benefit of wealth out of IBM or Apple now and and um, and Microsoft and those types of things. You know, we've all read the stories of those guys that started out with Steve Jobs and then somewhere through it they just got – you know, whatever, a better offer somewhere and they jump ship or they sold their stock for next to nothing and now it would be worth infinitely more. Right. Um, and I think that to stay motivated, to be loyal, you have to you have to celebrate the victories and the accomplishments along the way. Right. I think, too, I think it's the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we talk about jumping ship mm-hmm. and the people that jump ship they may have a bunch of different ships, but they don't ever have a crew. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they do wind up being with are not ones that they can say that they have been loyal to or that have been loyal to them. Mm-hmm. So the danger in jumping ship is not that you won't have a ship to jump to. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's the danger of not having a crew. Yeah, Because you, you can go somewhere quickly being short-minded mm-hmm. and you can go to something in your mind that's better or grander, mm-hmm. yeah. but you, you miss out on the relationships with people um, along the way. And you miss out internally uh, with yourself, knowing that now, no matter where you go, you, you weren't able to contribute. And so one, one of my, and maybe I shouldn't have pet peeves, but one of my, biggest pet peeves is talented people that have ability mm-hmm. um, and and that have knowledge of a skill set that will go somewhere that that they see to really be using that mm-hmm. you know if it's to a church or if it's to a job they'll say okay well this is my skill set I'll go there because they have all of that when the fact of the matter is that they have all of that and you're in a place you're you might be in a church that could use that mm-hmm but but because you are chasing after mm-hmm. um, the things that you think will facilitate you and 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 the things that you think would um, best suit you, the places that you think would best suit you, you miss out on mm-hmm. contributing to a right. crew um, right where you are. And I think that's the danger of jumping ship mm-hmm. is that you you will miss out on the gifting and the skill set that God has given you. Because it could be that he's giving you that because where you are doesn't have it. Well, and that's that's a good point because I think that is it better to go somewhere and just jump right into the fire because you have 
ability. I wonder sometimes if there was a, a way to measure the level of growth that you experience in, in, in one situation compared to the other. For example, how much more growth will you experience starting out at the bottom and working with a, an organization all the way to the top as opposed to going in to a company or to a situation that's already established at a higher level and then you've you've only got you know so much space to grow where you know you're topping out pretty quick because if they're at the pinnacle of success or they're at the peak of their performance then you're going in and and that's where you stop but how does that compare to what you would have been if you would have stayed from the ground level all the way up you know i i'm kind of the opinion that i'm to grow where god plants me and uh, i'm very serious about not jumping out of one planning just because it feels like i might be able to prosper a little more over right. here uh, we'd all like the quick result you know we'd all like to just jump to the chase and and just skip it all and and just get right to the end of it and reap the reward but when you talk about that what does that really say about me uh, i really like this conversation for um for young people um and so if you could speak to young men and women in a youth group setting, in a hyphen setting, what would you say to them? Well, when you're young, you know, it's like you got your whole life ahead of you and you've got all of these choices out there and all these opportunities and, um, you know, so many things are calling and pulling on you. And you have to learn to say no to some good ideas. Uh, not all ideas are bad, but they're not all the best either. And so as you, as you develop your life, as you mature, um, you learn to become loyal to those things that you know you can count on. Historically, they have been there. They have, um, it may be a decision point that you make, uh, uh, um, uh, a principle that guides your life that you've gotten a hold of at a young age and you remain loyal to that. One of the things that I would um, suggest that young people do is write down a list of things that guiding principles for my life. Uh, I read about a guy one time that wrote down 10 things that he would govern his life by and they were things like, A, everything, everything is subject to the will of God. B, uh, I will never make a decision based on money or I will never make a decision without proper counsel and, and, and wise advice. So, you know, write down a list of things that will govern your life and then that will generate loyalty. I'll never make a decision based on feelings, whether they're good or bad. I'll just give it time. And uh, I think if, if more young people would do that, they would sort of, um, they would clear the fog 
around their future. Uh, and then they would benefit greatly because it would develop loyalty to those principles in their heart. You know, um, I, I will always trust the voices in my life and then define who those voices are and don't waver from it. Right. Whether you're 20 or 40 or 60, just stick with it, right. you know, and, and the, you know, some of that people will come and go, you know, life goes on, death happens and change comes. But when you're governed by those principles, it helps to generate loyalty yeah. in your spirit. Right. You know, when you when you govern your life by those principles, the decision is already made. You're not you're not having to weigh it out. For example, if you say, I will never take a job based solely on the money. Uh, and then a job that, you know, might move you out of your hometown or might move you away from your, um, you know, your, your circle of influence and people, uh, and you're tempted because the money is really, really good. Your decision's already been made. I'm not going to make that decision based on the money. So you're loyal to your core because you already decided that, and it makes it easier. You already decided that a long time ago, right? You know, and and there's no debate back and forth. You don't even have to pray about it. You know, it's like I committed to this. And God, you, you promised you're going to prosper me in this. And so I don't have to fight that. I just know that it, you know, there's been times when for, you know, uh, that I've been offered opportunities to go other places and uh, to pastor or to take a position somewhere else. And I already knew right off the bat that, it wasn't for me to do because I'd already made the decision that I would stay where I was until I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that God was moving me. And so I was able to be loyal to the congregation that God had called me to serve because he hadn't spoken to me about it, even though it was a great opportunity and even a better, you know, on the surface, better situation than what I had. I, I knew that I couldn't say yes because we'd already settled that. My loyalty lay with the people that God called me to. And um, I didn't have any regrets about it. Yeah. That reminds me of, of Joseph. He was loyal to his dream. He was mm-hmm. loyal to what God had showed him. Right. Um, even when his brothers were unloyal to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do how do you recover mm-hmm. from people that are unloyal to you? Well, first of all, you know, I, I, and I told someone this just this morning, I, I try not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm, I'm just a man. I'm, I mean, I'm really nothing special outside of the call of God on my life. I, if it weren't for that, you know, um, I'm, I'm not Jesus by any stretch of the imagination. And there were people that were disloyal to him. Judas betrayed him. Um, there were people that he handpicked in one place that walked away, and he turns to the remaining 12 and says, 
will you also go away? Um, when he was crucified, even the 11 that remained were hiding. They weren't even there. So, you know, when I, I realize that people are people, you know, we'd all like for people to never leave us, to never walk away from us, but that, that happens, you know, and it, and it just, it just does. And it doesn't mean that those people can't go somewhere else and become loyal to that pastor or in that relationship or friendship. Um, some people are, uh, they're like boosters on a rocket, you, you know, they're going to travel with you. They're going to give you lift and get you elevated. And then eventually they're going to fall off and you're going to keep going. They serve their purpose in your life and that's okay. You can't go where you're going with them attached. You don't, you don't, you don't need them past a certain point. It doesn't make them less important. It doesn't make them in, you know, have no value. It just simply means that they went away with you and you're always grateful for them. Right. Um, and, you know, once in a while there's the person that just is absolutely just disloyal no matter where they go. And, um, you you just pray for them, you know. You you try not to sell them out when they go to the to the next job or when they go to the next. If you're a business leader or owner and you're listening to this, and you have employees that jump ship and they go to work somewhere else, um, you know, you don't have to give them a bad review just because you're hurt or you're mad. Just let them go. God always has a good replacement program. And years ago, I stumbled on a scripture that said that the builder will outdo the destroyer. And, um, you know, I used to think, for example, that if God, uh, if someone left or backslid or quit coming, whatever, if, if we lost four people, then God owed us four people. But if the builder is going to outdo the destroyer, that means that he has to do more than the destroyer did in the rebuilding process. So in my mind, that means that God owes me at least eight, you know, or five at least. But I just believe that, you know, that I, and I, so I start looking for the next blessing. I've learned that. It's, I'm, I'm not saying that I, that I, that I like it when people come up and say, Hey, we're gone. Um, you know, the problem with that is I've watched people over the years that, you know, they, they bounced from job to job, from church to church, from relationship to relationship, and they really don't belong anywhere. You know, it's like, I'm so thankful for me personally that through thick and thin, I stuck with my pastor. I stuck with my church. I stuck with my call and my gifting and my ministry for all these years. Because now I've lived long enough that I have reaped the benefit of it and I have no regrets. I don't, you know, I don't have to sort of feel like I cheated somebody out of a blessing, you know, or I cheated somebody out of uh, the position that God has bestowed upon me. Um, I feel like that, you know, it comes as a result of loyalty. I said it the other night, but I've never seen God 
bless a ministry that wasn't loyal to another ministry. In other words, I've never seen God bless a preacher that wasn't loyal to his pastor. If you could close um, speaking to our church directly, and I know that we have people that listen that aren't directly in our church, but this podcast Mm -hmm. is aimed at our church. Mm -hmm. If you could close in the importance of loyalty, the benefits of loyalty, Mm -hmm. and um, whatever you'd like to speak on uh, to close this out um, pertaining to the issue. This is a loyal church, and many people that are here are generational. They've been here whether they were raised here or, you know, they, they've been here for generations. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I think that's part of the reason I am who I am and the way I am because I've looked at this congregation my whole life and seen the loyalty that is exhibited by the people of Bridge City. They haven't, they haven't jumped ship when the going got tough. For example, last year when I had my heart attack and I wasn't able to be in church as much and you know, you start worrying, are they going to, you know, start drifting or people, and they stayed with it and they're, they're, they, they kept it going. And I'm honored to serve people like that. I'm thankful. I don't deserve it, but I'm thankful to be a part of a church like that. And I would say, let's, let's work to cultivate that spirit of loyalty in generations to come. We got a bunch of brand new babies in our church, literally infants, and um, and some new converts along the way. Let's do our best to train them and put a spirit of loyalty inside of them as a church and as a congregation because we're going somewhere, and when we get to the end, we want to look back and say, man, I'm so glad I stayed with it. You know, I'm so glad I didn't, I stayed with it through thick and thin. I didn't jump ship when it seemed convenient. Amen. Amen. I would certainly not try to add anything to that. Thank you for joining our podcast today, and we will see you in the next one.